Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode on the Hot Mess to Success podcast. You're listening today with myself, Hetty and Vicky and we also have a very special guest on today's episode. Um, it's actually our first ever interview. We do have many more lined up um, in the pipeline but um, today we are joined by one of my past clients. We have known each other for a very long time. Um, Heidi is joining us today and I'm just going to obviously just give her a quick introduction um, and rundown but Heidi is literally just an amazing amazing person and I think she's got such an inspiring story to share. Um, We'll definitely have her on again um, regarding and relating and chatting about fitness and her fitness journey because obviously that's where we began working together um through her her own fitness and weight loss journey and health journey um so I definitely want to have her back on that because she's super inspiring in every way however today Heidi is gonna share her story on what happened to her during her career and taking a step back from her successful career during COVID and also taking the plunge and doing something is sort of out of the expectations of society that society puts on us so Heidi has got such a an inspiring story to share with us today that I, I'm really really excited um so I think for anyone who is maybe feeling a little bit lost in their life maybe they've had a few setbacks or maybe they're even questioning um taking a break from their career um perhaps going traveling or anything like that um or even starting up your own business Heidi's going to share her story today and I think you'll be really, really inspired by the end of today's episode that literally, no matter who you are, where you are, how old you are, what background you you come from, you can always, always change direction whenever you want. So without further ado, Heidi, if you would like to introduce yourself properly, who you are and obviously what you're all about and and we'll go from there. Um, Yeah, I feel like I'm on blind date. Um, yeah. <laughs> for any of you listeners who are old enough to remember Blind Date, but um, I'm Heidi. Um, so I'm 42. I live in Nottingham and my background is marketing. But I suppose sort of uh, a couple of the reasons of uh, chatting with you guys today is um, I've got my own baking business um, and I've done a couple of different things um, over the last couple of years since sort of COVID really. Um which has meant that I've sort of taken a bit of a step back from my marketing uh, career. Amazing. And obviously me and you, Heidi, I've known you for a a very long time. I was thinking about this today, how long we've known each other. We go back a long, I think it must be longer than five years at least. But um, we obviously, we trained together for a very long time. We was working together together. and I remember my first, I think it was, I took you around the gym for a gym induction. It was a, <laughs> a Sunday and that I was taking you around the gym, uh, doing your gym induction. And that's how we met. So obviously. I can't does... believe you remembered the day. My yeah. God. And I think it's about, I think we've known each other about seven years because I remember starting a specific job and then choosing to just fully commit to the gym where I met you. Yeah. And um I think you're very kind in saying that we trained together when actually I think your listeners need to know that Hetty trained me um, (laughs) to become a better version of what I am today. She definitely is on a more superior level. 
Oh, thank you. Very, well, I, I still feel like we do train each other mentally and physically. You, <laughs> we have a lot of live chats during uh, during your sessions. So I suppose, Heidi, obviously you said earlier your career started in marketing. Um, that was sort of where where it all began, I guess. Um, how many years were you doing marketing before? So I've been in marketing and I would sort of say that I'm, I'm still in it. That's sort of my long term plan to remain in marketing. But since 2005, I guess. So what's that? Almost. Yeah. Almost 20 years, really. Um, mm. So marketing, I love it, you know, as a career and progressed and developed and sort of from an early age, my focus was always on career. Um, mm. It was always on that sort of aspirational thing and I guess not really necessarily thinking of the bigger picture around that um, of I suppose how individually you develop and the things that you learn as you sort of move along that really. Um, so yeah since 2005 is, is sort of where my marketing career started. You know, you're doing baking now as you mentioned you've got your own baking business. How, did you ever see the two could you ever even imagine yourself doing baking or starting your own business or anything like that? No, I think um, I think baking first and foremost um, with regards to marketing, never, you know, a lot of people and I'm sure a lot of listeners will say that they enjoy baking or that they'd like to be able to bake certain things a bit better. I never, ever sort of envisaged that um, I would produce something that would be good enough that people would want to buy it. And then also that those same people would actually come back and want to keep buying from me. Um, I just assumed that they would try it and then go, nah, you know, it's a bit rubbish this. Um, And yeah, certainly never envisaged um, setting up of a business. And I think one of the key things around that is that for me as an individual, um, not really having that confidence to actually want to go it alone to do things by myself and you know my career in marketing is always about working with bigger organizations that you know take on the risks themselves Mm. and the only risk that I take is actually just going to work every day and making sure that I put in you know the right amount of effort to get paid Um, whereas when it's your own business as you two will be fully aware of is that you take on every risk but also you become every key sort of part of an organization you know the baking's one thing but then it's okay how do I put that out there so that people know that I bake and that they can Mm. sell and then also how do I price that baking so that people aren't put off by it but that I'm covering costs and especially at the moment with everything going on with rising costs Um, and then also operationally you know is everything working within um, my kitchen that is right have I got all of the different Um, implements that I need to be able to produce you know some good stuff so actually you become this MD of your own business but you have to quickly learn how everything else works Mm -hmm. and I think a major part of that in anybody I guess setting up any business whether really really sort of small scale which is what I still consider myself to be um, or a larger scale is that you've got to rely on other people who've got that experience who can Mm -hmm. give you you know, their own insight or their own encouragement, really, to give you that confidence to move forward. So, yeah, it was never part of my plan. And I still don't, you know, when you approached me about doing this podcast, I still don't see myself as someone who has a business um, that's of any kind of value. I just think, yeah, I bake some nice things and then people happen to like them, which is Mm. great, you know, and really sort of downplay it. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah so I never never envisaged it you know turning into something that would actually produce money I guess Mm, yeah definitely and I think going off from that from what you've just said I think there's no better way to learn and develop just as as your own person and and just learn so much when you are building your own business whether it be a small thing a small side gig or or a full-time thing like you said you have to be in the beginning before you know you can you can branch off you're you're kind of wearing every hat going I remember when Mm. I first qualified as a PT and I was like okay I get to train people now and it's like oh no no you don't you have to learn how to market and you have to learn how to sell and everything what you're just saying like packaging things up and and pricing and all of those kind of things so yeah I suppose like have you what's your take on it now from working in a high corporate job to obviously now uh, moving on to your own um, business and learning those kind of things how has it been for you and you know you can be as honest as as you like on this but what's what the kind of things have you learned is there any um takeaways that you'd you'd want to share with anyone that may be possibly in that same situation that might be contemplating doing their own side gig or scared to take the risk yeah I think in comparison of working in you know an organization where somebody else is effectively taking that risk is that um you sort of you can go to work and you can leave everything at work you know there's no sort of um aftercare or afterthought with it is there whereas when it's your own business you're sort of constantly thinking right how do I um sort of plan for the next thing is this going to be long term like are people still going to be interested in this and certainly from a baking point of view is that you know people might order a, a cake for a birthday but then they might not consider anything again for another year so that's mm. quite a big you know um sort of time lapse and so you've really got to think right where's everybody going to come from um and actually it's like you know post Christmas people don't want to buy anything that's you know high sugar content because they're all going on this whole you know fitness plan for the whole of January um and so it's it's how you sort of try and scale yourself or pan down throughout the year and Mm -hmm. flex yourself um and I think you know one of the things to sort of highlight is that this isn't just what I do you know I have a job and so it's about fitting this in around that and accommodating people's needs and I'm a yes person you know so if someone comes to me and wants something like they did last night you know short notice they want it for tomorrow morning and I've got things planned in and then I've got work tomorrow from 6 15 I'm like right but I don't want to say no because if I say no they might never come back to me And that's always the nervousness around being an independent small business because, you know, they can easily go elsewhere um, and baking just like a lot of other industries is just, you know, up and down the country. You can speak to anybody. They can price you differently. They can price you out of the market. So it's just constantly always trying to keep on your toes and thinking, right, should I do that? But if I do that next thing, I've got to put investment into it. And actually, will I get that investment back? Mm. Will it be a long term thing or is it just a short term sort of uh, quick fire in the pan thing that people are enjoying at the moment that actually never sort of takes off? Um, I think the biggest thing for me in terms of not necessarily what I've learned, because I think I'm still learning from this um, Mm. and I think I still have a lot to learn with this. 
but actually is trusting the judgment of my friends and family because I got into baking because of them. So I enjoyed baking pre-COVID and then during COVID I was actually ill for another reason and baking became a distraction for me. Um, so I was always nauseous, but baking ridiculously to think of it would always distract me so I didn't feel nauseous. But then once I'd produced what I'd produced, I couldn't eat it because I felt sick. So I was constantly giving all this stuff away to family and friends and they were saying, you should you should sell this. This is great. You know, you've done this great, this flavor or this design. And I was just constantly in doubt. And, you know, that's a big thing of mine that I know we've spoken about before um, is that self-doubt um, and that imposter syndrome that, you know, is so well spoken about now. And I think it massively clouds women, um, especially um, just because of the other pressures in life. And uh, I was just constantly like, no, no, no one would ever want to buy it. And if they did, what price would I set? So I went through all of those kind of cycles before I then dared to do it. Um, and it was because of the support and the encouragement of people around me um, that I ended up doing it. And I think had I not have had that, I wouldn't you know, be in a position talking to you today about it. I'd still just be making things just you know, um, for fun and just uh, mm. handing them off to people. So I think from a learning point of view, it's actually trying to drown out your own doubts, but listen to people who are telling you the good stuff. And I think that's just um, something in life that we can all sort of listen to, regardless of whether it's, you know, us thinking about creating our own business, is that we constantly, you know, put these negative thoughts in our heads. Um, and I know that, Vicky, you spoke about it on, you know, the fear um, podcast that you did, but we we massively let that fear become a part of us in our everyday. But then actually our friends and family around us can see the positives that we could mm. produce. And I, I think that's a really key thing that people need to remind themselves of on a daily basis um, and that things are possible. But, you know, just sort of stepping out of our comfort zone and trusting other people to guide us a little bit will actually potentially flourish into something amazing yeah I absolutely love that I, honestly I think I think I really relate to this first of all I wish I was in your family to get all that free cake <laughs> <laughs> but you know um but honestly like I really really relate to that as well I think we can be so hard on ourselves and when that self-doubt is so um so prominent all of the time it can be really, really difficult to drown out that noise and kind of just listen to everybody else. Um, the positives of everybody else, because there are so many people, and, and this is an exercise I actually do with clients, like when it comes to like looking at your strengths and your like unique selling point, I suppose, is like rather than going from what you actually are feeling, like think about what people tell you all of the time. Because exactly the same as you, Heidi, like when I first went to start my business, very much in fear, the self-doubt was there, like in all of this, like, I don't know enough about business. I have no idea what I'm doing. How do I start this? How do I? And then there's all the selling involved and that just didn't come naturally to me at all. But then I had all of my family and my friends saying like, you're amazing at this. Like, you know, you help us all of the time. You do this, you do this. And almost you don't necessarily believe it because you don't want to kind of come from that place of like from your ego I suppose 
But then at the same time, you really do need to trust that because it can really pay off. And I think it's absolutely amazing, by the way, that like you've took something like this passion of yours and something that just came out of nowhere because you were feeling nauseous that mm-hmm. it, it just blossomed into this thing. And I think that's a huge lesson for people as well, that, you know, sometimes things just happen and things just, you know, fall into place. Like sometimes we can force and push and wonder and, you know, kind of um, be so over the top in like our purpose and finding what we want to do. But actually sometimes it just comes comes to us naturally. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, that sort of finding something when something rough is going on in your life. And I think, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there, I'm sure, especially during the couple of years of COVID, just as a whole, just dealing with that, you know, they've sort of reflected and looked back on, you know, perhaps what they were doing, and then thought, actually, I could be going in a different direction if I just sort of change my attitude to things. Um, and I think attitude is is a massive part of it, you know, sort of once you've got over that, um, I suppose, that barrier of our self-doubt and you do start to listen to other people, I think that attitude and sort of thinking, well, actually, if I did this, something good could come of it. Or if I didn't do it, then it means that, you know, I'm still in the same place, which is, you know, no riskier. So actually, why don't we just sort of take that risk and just have that positivity towards it? I think it's interesting what you mentioned about sort of the selling not coming naturally to you because like I mentioned earlier my my profession my career is marketing but lord I don't have a clue what to do with regards to my baking and it's yeah. because it's because it's not the industry I'm from and it's because it's so small scale in comparison to the industries that I've worked in so I, d- I don't know how to do it and other people come to me people who aren't from marketing and they suggest different things and I go oh yeah that that's a great idea and I think why didn't I come up with that but I think that's like another um I suppose reflection of when you're actually in the middle of your own business sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees because you are thinking and trying to do so many different things and play all of those different roles um and like Hetty said wearing all those different hats that actually sometimes you need someone just to go why don't you do this? And then it suddenly just clears everything out for you and, and it sort of refocuses your mind. This is exactly, you know, I've had numerous coaches now because of this reason. I think when you're in business, you can be so close to yourself, you can be so close to your business and it's you have that emotional attachment. So sometimes you just literally cannot see what's happening. You, you, you know, we all have blind spots when it comes to like, personal stuff professional stuff whatever it might be and this is why I think sometimes like you know reaching out whether it be a coach or a mentor or a family member or a friend like whoever whoever it is to actually go have you thought about it this way <laughs> you know just to change that perspective and for you to go oh no I haven't but that makes sense <laughs> you know like and it seems so obvious sometimes at the time but exactly like what you said like we can't always see the wood for the trees because we're just so close we're so in it and it's Mm -hmm. it's like almost like our baby like we want to protect it at all costs and and with that comes the fear again you know Mm -hmm. what if I make the wrong choice what if I make the wrong decision like all of that when you actually become an observer or you get someone else to kind of help you with that perspective I know me and Hattie have done this over the last couple of years like for each other because you just cannot see the 
often simplified answer you're too much yeah. in it aren't you I think sometimes yeah you you're kind of in the doing mode instead of looking from an outside perspective um but yeah I was I was gonna say as well sort of backtracking a little bit um I think going off from what you were saying about confidence and sometimes yeah it takes that little bit of a leap of faith and and just kind of believe in what everybody else is around you even though you might not see it yet you might not see your potential I think that's a great way in the phrase of fake it till you make it I suppose like just okay well if they see it then I'll just go for it and you kind of have I think that's quite powerful because it it sort of gives you this opportunity to take the action without having much expectation and I think I think we've spoken about this before, Vicky, that when you do come from sort of that place where you're taking action and forcing things to happen, um, rather than kind of just throwing your arms up in the air and being like, well, I'll just do it and see what happens. um, That can be really powerful from, you know, a manifestation um, point of view, but just, yeah, just seeing where things go and, and kind of, uh, yeah just being creative I I suppose instead of just trying so hard to make things happen and yeah I I definitely love the whole story of how you've kind of created this from just yeah by accident really just from an illness where you've not been able to to eat the things that you're baking and it's kind of just blossomed and grown progressed on onto what it is now which is super super exciting that's exactly why I wanted to have you on because I think it's just a really cool story I think um and obviously Heidi we spoke about beforehand along with the baking you were you also traveled too didn't you during was it before lockdown or well again um I mean I might sound like a one-trick pony in this respect but you know these both of these things that I'm talking about kind of came because of Covid really or during that time um but during Covid I was made redundant like unfortunately a lot of people um and at that time um as well as still still sort of going through an illness I took the opportunity to actually step back and go right instead of actually applying for whatever marketing job might be out there during COVID, along with the thousands of other people who were also being made redundant um, and probably not getting a look in. And it just then making me feel rubbish about myself. I just thought, let's just step away from it. Use this opportunity to explore other options because like I mentioned earlier, I'd been in marketing since around 2005. So pretty much the start of my, um, you know, my life career. And so as much as I, had aspirations within that I didn't know whether I might actually enjoy doing something different um so part of that was um I ended up working on COVID test sites and managing them and so that was operational leadership instead um and just as a side note operational leadership is absolutely horrible and I don't know how anyone does it and I take my hats off to anybody in that role because it was really difficult but it really cemented that I love marketing but um During that time, I was thinking, well, if I'm taking this step back from marketing and effectively having a gap from my career, I could go to Canada, um, which is, you know, just to sort of um, make people aware I have family out there. My brother lives out there with his wife and his two children. So I have connections. Um, 
And having visited them a couple of years before, just for um, a skiing holiday for three weeks, I came back with an absolute desire to actually want to go and live out there. Um, but unfortunately, due to my age and circumstances, it's just not possible just to sort of drop everything here and go out there. So during this period of, you know, just this break from my career, I just thought, well, here's an opportunity to go out there for an extended length of time. But of course, with COVID, there was the travel restrictions. So I couldn't do it immediately, hence the reason why I went and worked on COVID test sites. So I did that for a few months. And then, yeah, I went in, um, well, it was a year ago that I was there now. So I went out in January 2022 um, and I was there for four months. So um, because of uh, how generous my family, you know, like my brother over there is, I was able to just basically ski for four months. Um, so it was just for me, it sort of it's ticked off like that um, sort of dream, I suppose, that aspiration. Um, I've been able to develop my skiing skills. Or so I think my two young nephews would probably stand in here right now would say. You can't be uh, much worse yeah. than me, Heidi. <laughs> you should see them. They're on double black runs and they're 10 <laughs> and 8 years old. You know what I mean? And I'm there like on a blue run going, um, not too sure about this. Um, but yeah, so it, it was fantastic to be able to go and do that and do it in a place where, you know, it's world renowned for skiing and things. But also just to mentally... And I think this is a really important part of life is that I will never get this opportunity again to do something like that. You know, if I'm committed to my career and want to continue in the way that I do, is that mentally I will never have that opportunity to just switch off and to just enjoy being me mm. um, and doing that. something that I want to do with no obligation to really anyone. Mm. Um I mean, my brother and sister-in-law will say that I had an obligation to look after the children <laughs> as I became sort of au pair. But um, it was just and it was very alien. So it was really unusual. You know, you sort of get up. What's the purpose of the day? Mm-hmm. And that can really freak you out or it can just give you like this sort of sense of clarity and just think I'm in the most beautiful place in the world and I get to be here. And I get to just, if I want to, I can go and put some skis on and uh, I might break a leg, but to hell with it. Um, And it was just amazing. And um, since I've been back, I've just wanted to be back there, as you can imagine, like a lot of people, like I'm sure you, Hetty, you know, with traveling is that you just sort of get that connection to a place. Mm. Um, But it's also a great story for when I talk to recruiters and, you know, wanting to get back into my career of, I've done this. So I've kind of got that out of my system. So I would be committed to, you know, whatever I'm doing next. Um, and interestingly enough, as much as I sort of had my own downtime there, my brother had me baking. Um, so my baking never stopped. And I was teaching my nephews how to do stuff. And we were, you know, like um, my brother was taking things into the school where he worked. And, you know, we were making birthday cakes for people that he knows and whatnot. So that certainly never stopped. But it was just the most amazing experience. And I think if anybody's got that opportunity, again, what I think is really interesting about the two key things I'm speaking to you about is that it was friends and family that specifically encouraged me. And as well as you, Hetty, because like you and I went, I remember we went for a walk not I long before this, I actually... Yeah yeah committed to it and I was talking about my doubts and you know whether actually I should 
be being sensible and you know looking for a job and just staying here and effectively the money that I had from redundancy it was either go to Canada and have an amazing time or do my garden up (laughs) and I'm currently like looking out at my garden and my garden still looks the same as it did before I went to Canada but I've no regrets you know Um, and you know you played a key part in sort of really um, just putting that sort of confirmation in my head of you know the the positives of why you would go and do it but then interestingly is that my parents who are both in their 70s and you would you would kind of expect your parents to want you to be grounded and you know do the safe option both of them were pushing me to go they were like this is your life you know you've got to go and live it and so I'm grateful for that and there's so many people that unfortunately don't have that network around them um, or that stability or that financial you know stability but I was in a really privileged place which I appreciate um, and it, and like I say just like with baking it's people around me that have encouraged me and given me that positivity to just go you know when you come back it might not be all you know plain sailing but you will have that experience and they're absolutely right you know and they were fantastic definitely and I think it's funny how you mentioned that that we aren't really encouraged to do those kind of things I think I I remember you know I was the same when I was going traveling and I wasn't even in uh you know I was still how old would I have been early 20s so looking back I was like why the hell was I so scared to go traveling like that's your prime like most people most people are going traveling at that at that age but I was really nervous I was scared because it was sort of going against what other people would be would recommend doing at that age and and those kind of things so I think definitely from what you were saying we're not necessarily encouraged to go against the grain and you know travel go traveling at 40 and and put your career on hold and I absolutely love that you you know although maybe most of that encouragement did come from your friends and family I think it maybe highly correct me if I'm wrong that it kind of put it into perspective a little bit for you that okay I can either play it safe and do my garden up and carry on with my career or I can you know see what this is all about and take that risk and you know have that mental break if it if it doesn't I think sometimes we think that by doing something we always need to get something in return as in you know we need to find our purpose our passion and you know go traveling and find the love of your life or whatever it is but sometimes it is just that was an amazing experience and that's Mm. that's all that it was and I absolutely enjoyed it and yes I can I can mention that into interviews and I got it out my system if that's if that's what it was do you know what I mean there doesn't always need to be a a byproduct or something that you get from from that um but I just I was super inspired you know watch I was watching all your stories when you was in Canada and I was just like oh my god I was living Canada through you because I was actually meant to go to Canada um for a holiday in 2020 believe it or not but obviously that didn't happen (laughs) oh no but yeah I think from sort of everything that we've been talking about I suppose like how do you think that by taking that risk from you know those little nudges from your friends and family and and encouragement from them do you think that's helped your confidence in in any way I know obviously we're all human we all still struggle with self-confidence and self-doubt and those kind of things but I suppose how do you feel that it's helped with with that 
Yeah, it's it's a really good question, actually, because I think it's interesting. I was only having a conversation with a group of friends last weekend about confidence when I was younger. And this is around, um, you know, a different subject just to do with like um, physical appearances that we were talking about. But um, they were quite shocked to learn. And these are friends that I've known since I was 11, at least. And they were shocked to hear of how I would create my confidence actually through alcohol so you know that's where I'm not alone with that as well yeah and um outwardly I would just be the loud sort of jokey one but inwardly it was because I just didn't want people to put any focus or attention on me because I wasn't confident in who I was Mm -hmm. and so I've sort of carried that throughout you know a lot of my life and I know that this isn't the subject that we're talking about, but that's obviously where, you know, you massively came into play, Hetty, when we first sort of started working together um, and, and really sort of shifted my attention. And I think, um, you know, a key thing for people to understand, and I know that, you know, both of you are, are sort of focused on with this, is that actually when we talk about um, changes in ourselves, that mental change is phenomenal. And um, the things that, other people can help um, which then helps us mentally and you don't necessarily realize until you reflect back Um, but I would say about you know Canada definitely and also baking um, is that because since I've returned from Canada and I'm looking at what my next sort of long-term career is I've spoken to um, some people about roles back in marketing and there's been occasions where the role sounds amazing but the salary actually doesn't live up to expectations. And I just say no straight away because I know my worth now. And I feel like these experiences that we talked about today and also um, the sort of a longer term uh, work that I've done on myself and with the help of people like you and again, friends and family, it really cements and identifies that worth for me and what I am willing to um to deal with or put up with and what I'm absolutely not willing to deal with Mm -hmm. and for me that really links back into kind of my mindset as a whole and how I approach things and whether you know it's approaching things positively or allowing the negative side of things to sort of like play into your mind and, you know, like really start to get you down. And then just reminding myself of what I've achieved, what people have, you know, reaffirmed to me. Um, and then what I, like I say, see as my worth. And so, yeah, massively, they've, they've really sort of played a part in, in my life. Um, so much more than just like you mentioned, you know, an experience. Mm. It, it's, it's had an impact in, in so many other ways. Mm. and it's like a it's a work in progress as well I think you don't just sort of get confident and then it's then that's it you can walk around for the rest of your life confident I think it definitely ebbs and flows and you know there there are times when I feel super high vibe super high confident and then there's other times when I'm just questioning every decision that I make and I think like what you were saying it's it's kind of like just constantly reaffirming things and reminding yourself, you know, when you are having those patches of self-doubt and thing, you know, questioning decisions, looking back on everything that you've kind of achieved and thought, do you know what? I got through a difficult time. I got through, you know, with what you were saying before, you you span 
a negative into a positive and you were able to deal with difficult situations and take those risks and you're still here to tell the tale you know all those risks paid off in that sense that you're still you know where you are and you're okay do you know what I mean because obviously sometimes Mm. our ego gets in the way and we can feel feel fearful of of what could happen and all of those kind of things definitely I think um I think you know like we see it a lot don't we certainly on things like Instagram but you know um like you've got through your worst days and you're still here and um you know when you're in a really dark place that doesn't help because you're in a dark place but when you're out of that dark place you really can reflect and go actually yeah you know I am really strong and I am able to deal with all of this Um, and there's different elements of of me and my personality and then sort of my network of people around me that have got me through those things Mm -hmm. Um, and 100% you know when when I was made redundant um, during Covid my main thing that always went through my head is that this is for a reason I don't like using the term everything happens for a reason because people who have lost loved ones aren't going to use that term do you know what I mean it's relevant in certain places but um it's about the fact that your your life isn't ending just because that particular thing has ended actually you know new things can start because that one thing has ended um and it's it's always trying to identify okay, this is a, a, it's like what I mentioned before, this is kind of like a pause in that. Does that mean that I can explore other ideas? And so it's identifying those opportunities. And again, it's having that network of people. Um, And I think the network of people is really essential because again, you see it quite a lot or I do of how sometimes we surround ourselves with the wrong people who give us advice that actually um, they're giving simply because they're being selfish. So, you know, if I had the wrong group of friends or family around me, um, they would probably tell me, don't do baking, it's too risky, or don't go to Canada, you need to focus on something else. Mm-hmm. And it's about making sure that we surround ourselves with the right social circle that actually benefits us and uplifts us um, so that we can become the best version of ourselves and be the most success- successful that we want to be. Um, and I have like a really small group of friends, but that's specifically because of that. Um, And I know that I can rely on them for that. So I think that's really an important part of this whole process as well, um, is that there are so many others that can actually bring your positivity down to their negativity. um, And then that's where you can obviously get yourself into quite dark places as well. But something that I really wanted to mention, actually, just because of obviously talking about this period of time, specifically when... I know that I've mentioned COVID a few times, but specifically when we went into lockdown in the March, um, I was furloughed from work. So it wasn't until the September that um, a number of us were made redundant. But I knew that if I didn't get up and have a purpose of going to work, that I would quickly start to feel miserable. Mm. Um, And I knew that that would happen because I knew how important work was to me and that sort of social element of work. And this sounds really um, daft maybe to some people, but I created a playlist that at the time I think was only about three or four songs that were uplifting that I made myself play every single morning when I woke up to get me out of bed 
because otherwise there was that potential of just staying in bed for hours because there was nothing else to do and I was getting paid for that luxury Mm. and as much as there was nowhere to go no people to see I needed to get myself out of bed Mm. so I think if there's you know if there's anybody that's kind of dealing with like a period where they're struggling and they're not sure of their direction or who to speak to I think creating something like that and it might not be music but music's really important to me but something that can actually encourage you to move in a positive way um which is what that did it was purposely to get me out of bed to dance around Mm. my bedroom so that then I was producing you know like this energy that wanted me to sort of keep going every day and I think things like that are really essential just to find what your niche is within that, you know, what what kind of makes you be motivated and get up. Um, and that can be hard, obviously, if you live with a, a number of people. But I just think something like that is really, really important and can really sort of drive you and push you on and motivate you. Um, and I still do it now. That playlist has changed, but that playlist is still there and it gets me up. So sometimes even if I'm thinking, oh, do I really want to go to the gym today? Mm. Yeah. I put that on and it gets me up and it gets me ready for the gym so it does change and just simple things like that I think um that people can do um you know like you two will speak about from a business point of view you don't suddenly become the MD of a multi-million pound business overnight so it's always those small incremental changes that can have an impact and you may never get there and that might not be your aspiration, but it's always about those small little changes that we can do that influence and impact on us. And then also that culmination of other people around us, I think. Yeah, I love how you've mentioned that as well, because this is what me and Hattie speak about all the time. I think a lot of the a lot of the time people think that they're so far away from where they want to be that it seems so far so therefore it's just like it's impossible but actually just these small little things and often they can be the simplest things to motivate you to even just take the tiniest little step and then the next one and then the next one and then the next one and it could take years you know like and it doesn't matter but it's about you know me from my perspective I mean I've had a lot of mental health issues and like I remember when I was really really depressed if I didn't have my children to get me up out of bed like I would have easily stayed there but they were my motivation to get up and to be better and to do more and although it was really hard at the time like that that helped me because if they weren't there I probably would have just kind of wallowed in it but like I say it's those small steps like simple steps like me and Hattie always talk about Mel Robbins and the five second rule like you know um was literally just thinking oh yeah about the five second rule (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it is it's it's those even if it's just and, and I used to say this to clients all the time and when I worked in addictions even if it's just having a shower like the simplest of things making your bed is actually a big thing um and I think we just we discount these things in actually Mm. being able to like you know live our lives because without that without the foundations without getting up to have a purpose to have motivation actually even get through the day sometimes it can be difficult but it's Mm. totally doable and then when once you're at a state where you feel more balanced and you feel more connected and you feel more motivated then you can make decisions about the future what's next and all of those mm. things but I think a lot of the time people just kind of jump into that and think I can't do this because it's so far away and it's all the way over there I'm just going to wallow where I am right now and sometimes mm. that's not always a conscious decision 
Um, but I loved how you talked about the support network as well, Heidi, because even the people who are listening to this, if you don't have close friends and family who are supportive, like there are people out there. And I think people, a lot of the time, we don't always realize like that there are communities out there there are networks out there mm. and this is it one of the main reasons why me and Hetty wanted to get together and do this and be honest and be raw and be real because actually there's so many people who are feeling what you are feeling and that can be a really lonely thing if you don't actually look around you and see who's there to actually lift you up rather than drag you down I think thinking that you're sorry I was just going to say I think when you are kind of going through that as well and like what you were saying Heidi about struggling to even get up um it can feel a very like what you were saying Vicky lonely and that like you go on Instagram and you think everyone's got their lives perfect to a T and got their shit together and yet you're the only one struggling and exactly Vicky this is exactly why we wanted to talk because no one is fucking perfect like we all struggle with these issues we all have our own stuff to deal with and it's yeah it's about not feeling so alone and I think that can really kind of give you that little bit of a boost yeah yeah and not getting caught up I think on the right way (laughs) because it's just anyway like what you were saying Heidi your way was music that's really important to you so you connected with what was important what were your values and that would actually motivate you it is the simplest of things often if we are willing to kind of look at that and be more aware of what actually does want to you know help us get out of bed what actually will help us to move forward and sometimes that's not always clear um Mm. But it is about taking that time. And, you know, I think the perfect thing that you did in overcoming that fear of going to Canada as well, by the way, I've never skied in my life. So yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, about the different <laughs> ones. But, but, you know, I'm just going to put that out there. But the fact that you went skiing, you were able to do like that. I really relate to that when I went traveling years ago with my now husband, wasn't at the time, before we had kids. And I remember the moments where I would just wake up and be like, what what do I want to do today? Like, and having the choice and just having the space and the clarity and the feeling of just like abundance. And and again, not everyone has these experiences. Not everyone has the financial ability to do these things, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be anything. Taking you outside of your normal environment, taking yourself for a cup of coffee taking yourself for a walk in nature like you know we talk about these things all the time and it's not just about grounding and and decompression it's actually taking yourself away from the situation and the environment so that you can breathe so that you can think straight Mm. so that you can Mm. actually have clarity because without that we can't make a judgment or make a decision that feels good and aligned to us we're just making decisions out of fear or but yeah it's you know I was just recording um some content on this actually about really reflecting on your achievements when you're feeling down when you're feeling like you don't have enough confidence to move forward because all the little things are often big things like the fact that you even got through a difficult period like COVID came out of nowhere like if you got through that like that's a huge deal like in the Mm. fact that anybody else anybody who's listening who can relate to your story as well Heidi like COVID brought out a lot of good in people as well I think there was a lot of negative 
and there was a lot of negative on on social media I remember at the time I had to kind of unfollow a few people and kind of really be um intentional about what I was actually taking in but there were so many positives there were people setting up businesses there were people like you following their passions and setting up businesses like that they've never even thought before going down different routes they were provided with a time to be at home either you know with their loved ones who were in their own home spending more time to actually just self-reflect and have that awareness and and I really wanted to kind of touch on that because COVID was see, it still is seen as quite a negative thing but there were so many positives out of that for me mm. personally and I know for a lot of people as well um and and I just I just absolutely love what you've what you've done I really I am really inspired and I think a lot of people will be to kind of get through that overall self-doubt and self-worth and just raise that up to now to the point where you've got boundaries there and you know you really want to just make whatever work because that's what it is I think we can get so caught up on the outcome and we can get so caught up on what it actually is it's just like how it feels like you know you went to Canada it was amazing now you want to go back because it was just felt it felt amazing to have that freedom and that passion and excitement and everything else that comes with it we love it I love the whole whole journey that you've been on and I think it's so important to kind of think about the people around you and how we can use that positively and always use the analogy of crabs in a bucket because there are always going to people who are was going to be people who drag you down before I think you mentioned the word like selfish so some people are selfish some people are just operating from their own trauma and from mm. their own experiences that you know maybe they have um, issues with rejection for instance so they want to keep you there because what if you leave and you know all of these things and that's so their reality there. that's what they see from mm-hmm. every point of view when yours yeah. might be very different absolutely but it's so important to follow what is right for you and actually I know so many people who have who have done this and me included for many many years let other people's negativity impact my decisions rather than the positive influences influencing Mm. me positively and that's what you need to focus on yeah definitely um yeah and I think you know that that network again is just um yeah absolutely essential because it's actually only because of Hetty coming to me about this podcast um that's made me aware of what I've achieved um so don't get me wrong again you know all my family and friends you know will, will sort of like big me up um where necessary but when Hetty first approached me about doing this podcast I thought it was about sort of my like physical health and changes that have happened over the years and she's like no 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 it's about your baking and it's about Canada and I'm like what's interesting about that and then actually you know as she sort of cheesed it out of me I was thinking oh okay yeah I, yeah I guess I have like achieved something what I love and, though I do on the voice notes that we were sending each other you were like and do you know what I just love speaking about myself so I will definitely come on your podcast <laughs> and I was like yes I do that's what I love you're not supposed to that. say that on the podcast though <laughs> like, that just people will it. just love you more for that um yeah, I think 
it, it kind of comes back to your point of just like we sort of continue to do things whether they're the little things or the big things but then we don't necessarily come up for air and look back and you know there's so many different diagrams aren't there of sort of you know like the steps that we've gone up um, and then when you look back you, you see how high you are and different things like that which you know I think it's really easy for all of us to do that for others and to point that out to our friends and our family and to really big them up. But we just, and I don't know whether this is a female trait, but we just don't big ourselves up enough. And, you know, I, I am going to highlight the fact that I've, I've done those things because um, I am an individual without a family, with, you know, without um, a significant other to sort of hold me back and there's obviously so many things that I'm sure women want to do but feel like their responsibilities are very much dedicated towards you know like their family like you Vicky mentioning your children is that of course you've got to prioritize things and of course those things will mean that certain you know dreams and aspirations can't always happen or certainly not straight away um, but I just think even that you know women don't big themselves enough in the fact that they are keeping their children alive on a daily basis, never mind wanting to do something amazing. And I just think as women, we just don't reflect enough. So, you know, this is a great opportunity for me, but I think for anyone listening, it's a reminder of just highlighting to your friends or family of how much they've done and achieved in their lives and that, that positivity that can come from it. And the more, change and and uh drive it can give to people to keep going and persevering i already know that like this podcast is just going to inspire so many other people like i said and that that's exactly why i wanted to have you on because yeah in your mindset heidi it wasn't you know what's so special about that and exactly a lot of other people are probably going around going about their lives and they're doing so many things they're putting a lot of expectations on themselves and they're not looking back at all what they've achieved or done or continue to do whether you're a stay-at-home mum a single mum or you know you're working a a high high-end corporate job like whatever it is um it really needs to be emphasize more and celebrated for everything that you have achieved big or small um you've got through covid as well and you know what covid brought about um for definite uh, for a lot of people um something else i was going to mention as well for anyone sort of maybe in a space that they have got perhaps a lot of negative voices around them maybe they aren't being encouraged to do things that they would like I think a key thing here is notice how certain things that they say or you know the messages that you're getting from certain people how does that make you feel does it does it fill you with fear and it sort of shocks your body and you're all tense and I think that gives it a a good indication of sort of you know where people's intentions lie or does it feel, you know, when people tell you to do something or encourages you to do something, does it feel expansive and does it feel exciting? Which I'm sure, Heidi, like when you were hearing all of those kind of things, it was sort of like, wow, really? Maybe I should, you know? And I think sometimes that's how we can uh, tell the difference between perhaps where somebody's intentions lie with us and um, always, I mean, my advice is, you know, go with go with your gut or go with what's best for you 
um mm. you know or, no matter what people tell you it's you know they're coming from it from their point of view and um, but only we really know what is best for us um and it can be hard when we're getting a lot of advice from different people and people love to tell us what to do people love yeah. telling us what to do. <laughs> they do don't they? yeah I mean you know I don't know whether I'm repeating myself now whether I've mentioned this already but certainly with the bacon is that you know the positivity that comes from it is also the suggestions of, of how to take it further but I don't want to take it to that level you know I'm so it, it's not a comfort zone thing it's just because of where my focus and attention wants to be and so sometimes those conversations are difficult because the other person is saying yeah but you can do xyz and it would be amazing and I'm going yeah but I don't want to yeah and then they continue to say the same thing and you're like just hear me just hear what I'm saying you know this is my decision uh, and right now this is what I've decided and I think you know that goes in line doesn't it with having those people around you that want to encourage you but also know when to back off mm. and know when to just give that person space to actually make those decisions themselves and know whether they want to continue or whether they want to stop and um, mm. because like you say Hetty is that actually listening to your gut is really important um, and also we change don't we so yeah. the fact that I'm baking now in a year's time I might absolutely hate the sight of a bag of flour so you know I might just decide that I don't want to do it and and that's okay is yeah it? Like we can change our mind and our opinion and we can go in different directions um and you know great business people have ended up doing the same thing you know they'll try something and then they'll try something else and realize that they prefer that or or not so yeah I think that's important too I think that's a huge lesson um I know it was the one that took me a long time to learn to be honest um and this is why I bring a lot of intuitiveness into my coaching now because when I was able to discern the difference between ego and intuition what my gut feeling was telling me like Hetty said before about what was constrictive what was expansive like and really doing the work to understand that and connect with yourself then you understand that actually no I don't want to do that or I do really want to do that and it's not down to other people. I think it's okay for other people to kind of dish out the advice, but they're not doing it. When you realise that, because I fell down a trap of going with things for a long period of time that weren't actually aligned to me. And all that did was actually, it made my mental health worse. It made me burn out. It made me feel so rubbish because I just wasn't doing what lit me up. And I think this is a huge lesson, like, you know, just understanding that you get to choose and you get a change, you get a start over, you get a change at any point. Like, that's the whole point in growing. Like, we don't want to stay the same. We don't mm. want to stay, stay in the same place. And and again, I think it's being OK with that and owning that and going, do you know what? This isn't working for me anymore. What should I do next? You know, and being curious about it rather than fearful of that. Because I think when you have a growth mindset and you're working towards something, like, you know, you do start to learn how, I mean, me as, me as a mom, like, you know, adapt, like adaptability, flexibility, like things change all the time, all the time. Like I even said the other day to a friend, I was just like, because something had happened, I can't remember, oh, it was the school strike. And I was like, you know what? I've, I've had to cancel everything. I've had to do this, that and the other. And I was just like, you know, I might as well just not plan as much because 
I literally do have to adapt all the time and that didn't come naturally to me um I'm very much a routine person I like everything in its place and everything you know going in the right order but when you have kids you know for anybody who's listening who have kids they'll be able to totally relate to this like it's it's really it's just a roller coaster like I've got the girls off today because they poorly wasn't expecting that like you know it's just it is life becomes unpredictable at times and you can either really ride with that and go with that and allow yourself to be curious about it and be adventurous about it okay well that happened so I wonder why what can I what can I do instead what can I do next or you can let it keep you stuck and just hold your hands up and just be like oh I'm not doing it anymore because it's too hard and like that's the truth of it at the end of the day like you know we can it's your complete choice and you have complete control over what you do and a lot of people feel that their external circumstances or they don't have enough money or they don't have enough this or that or the other what comes with personal growth is being resourceful and I don't just mean finances here by the way I just mean resourceful in the way that you want to live your life hey you know like there's so many opportunities out there and life is really really short and I know that COVID taught me you know I'm going back to COVID now but I know it's a big massive deal obviously for a lot of people um COVID taught me that like you know life can be really unpredictable and it is really short like we're here for a blip it's Mm -hmm. literally a blip Mm -hmm. like you know and the time just goes nowhere like especially like my kids are like one's almost six and one's eight and I was just staring at them the other day going how like how did that happen I don't understand like what's that just on a beach in Thailand with no children like it just the, the time just collapses almost so if you think about how quickly time goes and then if you're not doing anything that you want to do like it's a miserable existence and we really want to you know I know there's so much more below the surface to this from a lot of people because I've been there but it is this motivation like you know if you want to do something in your life and you want to change something in your life like you do have to take a step even if it's just one to just see and try and feel and adapt to what feels good like try it on for a little bit and see how how it feels um and I think that's you know with you with your journey Heidi I think that's exactly what you've done and you've come out the other side with being really reflective and thinking like you know what I have actually achieved a lot even though you didn't see that in the first place because Mm -hmm. we don't we don't you know especially like you know if you're a high achiever (laughs) it's just like oh right okay what's next that's great that's brilliant and then someone points it out to you and you think oh actually I've done quite a lot haven't I (laughs) well I think as well if you think about it in sort of like um in a a normal job you would have set times of the year where you'd sit down and have appraisals and you would reflect on the work that you've done and whether you've achieved it whether you've overachieved we never do that in our own lives do we you know we don't sit down on the first of April and go right Heidi let's have a conversation <laughs> okay Heidi this is how great you've done oh really you know we, we just don't do we um yeah. and so yeah it's not until somebody volunteers that information or like this opportunity and obviously Hetty started talking to me about it and I suppose that's probably something uh, for listeners is that actually if you see someone who's 
who you think has achieved something or is doing great or just needs that little bit of encouragement don't hold back you know say mm -hmm. it because actually we don't say enough of the positive stuffs in general do we to one another or to people that we don't know you know you hear of people saying just to a stranger oh you look lovely today you know we don't mm -hmm. do those things do we because I don't know why but we just don't I think it's because automatically um I mean you two could tell me better on this but automatically our brain I think switches to the negative doesn't it um rather than actually thinking of the positive um but I think in and amongst that actually what while she was talking Vicky what was really sort of like um coming into my mind quite strongly is I think individually we don't say no enough as well so we're talking on here, aren't we, about, you know, saying yes to opportunities or yes to new things or yes to sort of a change in direction. But I think also we don't say no. And so when it comes back to that sort of being too busy to actually change, because we are only here for like a very uh, short duration, we, we become accustomed to always saying yes to things you know so like certain people that want to do something oh well I don't really want to but okay then mm -hmm. or you know certain um things like perhaps connected with uh family and and kids oh well I've got to take them to their occasion so I can't commit to this well actually does it really matter if they might miss out once because I'm putting myself first um and I think that's a really important part of this process as well is that like saying no can be really empowering yeah. um, and can actually put us in a stronger position to then make the right decision you know using the gut and using what's on our mind going right well actually I've and it comes back to what I mentioned earlier of what I've learned and what I've taken from this and saying no to potential jobs because they're not willing to offer what I want to receive mm. and it is that empowerment that it gives us isn't it Definitely. I think as well, it kind of gives you that um, more sense of identity of who you are, what you do stand for. Take, you know, saying no is quite a brave thing. I like I'm exactly the same, been a people pleaser my whole life. And even to the point of, oh, I better go to this thing. You know, the, you know, girls are going out. I've got to go because I've not seen so and so for ages when deep down I have no desire to go whatsoever. But when you practice saying no and being like, actually, I just want to stay home tonight and that's that's what I want and that's what feels good to me. It does over time when you do start saying no to things that aren't in line with who you are or what serves you in, you know, whatever whatever life you're living. I think it it, it does over time give you that sense of, in empowerment like you said Heidi and like identity of who you are and what you do stand for and it and it gets gets easier over time I think you build that confidence within yourself and what you do stand for definitely absolutely no shame in saying no to others and yes to yourself that's a huge lesson um especially if you are a people pleaser because again like Hetty I was a people pleaser for years still have tendencies completely I'm a natural caregiver, like I can't help it. And that's part of who I am and my personality. So I accept that. But then it's also important to have your own boundaries and learn how to set them properly that that actually aligns to what you do want to do. Because mm. again, like how it says, you know, there will be times that you don't want to do things. And sometimes like, you know, you might not want to do it in the moment and then you're there and then you think, oh, what was I worried about? But then other times it's like, 
you know, I really just want to stay in today and stay in my pajamas and not go out anywhere. And that should be okay. Like that, that's your prerogative. And a lot of the time people hold themselves back from those things or they say yes too many times to jobs and they burn themselves out and they do, they're just doing, doing, doing all the time. Um, that they actually really put themselves to the bottom of the list. And, and we are, a, each one of us is a priority, you know, as, as cliche as it sounds and how overused it is, like we can't pour from an empty cup. So it is so true if you are dealing, you know, if you're busy, if you're working all the time, if you have kids, if you're wearing so many masks and hats and all of these things, like if you're not taking that time for you to actually regulate your nervous system, regulate your emotions, taking time to, to do what you want to do and what feels good for you then you are going to explode you're going to react you're going to um not be very happy you're going to be very dissatisfied and what leads to then is resentment and you're going to start resenting everyone around you mm. and again because we are here for a short period like that is obviously not how we want to feel um so it is 100% agree with you Heidi like I think saying no more um to other things other people like that's okay like no is a full sentence that's mm-hmm. it um yeah I, I really agree with that something I wanted to just echo as well that you said earlier Heidi um was to that you can change your mind so you know anyone that maybe is going down a particular path at the moment you don't just because you've maybe you know committed at this point in time to something you are allowed to change your mind also and I absolutely love that because I feel like that doesn't get celebrated enough I think it's sort of oh you leave school and you have to decide on something straight away um and you have to commit to it for the long term we're we're evolving beings all the time we we change every day we're different you know definitely um, one last thing I was sort of just going to touch on um, to sort of round this up was one, if there's anything you want to add, Heidi, to, to this. And also if what advice would you maybe give to somebody that maybe really, really resonates to your story, maybe has been made redundant or they're currently in a, you know, a, a, a career that they've been in their whole lives. They identify with it. However, they are getting these ideas and things that they want to explore um and they're struggling with self-doubt you know what what would you sort of tell them oh gosh that's a really good question and um wow I don't really know how to sort of sum up the easiest thing to say for that that's that's quite difficult I think it depends where they're at really um I think if it's a case of just needing more information sometimes if they're, I mean, from a business point of view, sometimes it can be a case of just literally going to someone who knows, who's set themselves up, who's experienced. And actually, if you look up and down the high street or um, just anyone locally, they started out somewhere um, or know someone who like originally started it out, you know, and they will be able to steer you in the right direction of either what you need to do, who you need to speak to, or give you pointers as to things to avoid so that you don't trip up like they or we did. Um, And I think that's the thing is that there's lots of people out there who actually they don't want you to fail just because like I or somebody else might have failed at a certain point. Well, we don't want someone else to fail. We want them to sort of know 
what they need to do to avoid that. Um, people genuinely want to help. So often what's hard is for us to actually ask for that help because we feel like we're going to get laughed out of the room um, or just told that we're taking up um, too much of their time when actually most genuine people want to help. I think if it's just sort of like a personal, okay, like, is this the right thing to do? Should I pursue this? It's definitely confiding in someone or a group of people that you trust, that you know that on previous occasion when you've had a conversation, that they have given you both their honest sort of response, but they are um, really sort of good at the, the way that they deliver that response. So it's not just direct and it's not intended to, you know, sort of hurt someone. Um, but actually they, they know how to deliver that to the individual that's seeking that kind of um, support or help or a um, bit of guidance. Um, so it's definitely, you know, we've touched on it of having that network of people around you. And if you don't think you have that network of people, it's like Vicky mentioned earlier, is that there are groups out there, you know? So if you if you are wanting to set up your own business, there are business groups out there um, and, and people that will happily invite you into their group and, and share their knowledge and, and give you that steer. Um, and I think something that we've not touched on today, um, and I don't have from a, a baking point of view, but I, I definitely have had in my career and will always look to do is um, having a mentor and being a mentor to others and I think that's um, something that's really important so again if you're sort of thinking of setting yourself up or you're toying with that idea and you're not sure whether to do it and in, in which direction to go having a mentor um, so it's really important that that mentor isn't someone that you have a relationship with already so, you know, like friends and family, they won't be a good enough mentor for you. Um, but seeking someone out who can give you that direction and actually can give you some really, really solid pointers and can end up being that good part of your sort of social network um, that can really give you that positivity that you need and that lift that you need at certain times. Um, so I think they're probably the key things. With regards to going traveling or, you know, doing something out of your comfort zone or taking a step back from maybe what you're doing at the moment. is just probably think what's the worst that could happen if you choose to do that, um, which in theory should be nothing. But then think, right, what are the most amazing things that could happen if you choose to go and do that? And you will probably think of hundreds um, and some of those positive things that will happen won't just actually be um, directly affecting you. So like my experience was the fact that, you know, my nephews got to spend, I mean, they might not say this, but they got to spend four months with their most favourite auntie. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that was amazing bonding experience at their age for us to have. Um, and so we have great relationships now from that. Um, and then also you know, when I take that into conversations with prospective um, employers, that's a great conversation about sort of what I learned and developed. So it's always just thinking, right, what is the worst that can happen? Um, and it comes back to what we've all said today about putting yourself first. What is the worst that can happen? And actually nothing, because everybody else benefits from that, because the positivities that come from that and your mindset and your shift to the more positive um, sort of way of behaving I guess and approaching different things in life and being able to overcome certain barriers I think mm, I Does absolutely that love that yeah I do I absolutely love that thank you was there anything else you wanted to advocate I didn't know if you was gonna 
Yeah, I just want to um, say thank you so much. And I am sure that there are so many people listening to this who have just taken so much from it. And, you know, sometimes it's just a little seed that needs to be planted in some people. Mm. And just that little aha moment, it's like, okay, maybe I can. Mm. Like, maybe I can do it. And, um, and I love that you added in having a mentor because this was massive for me as well. Like, and mm. I think this, it's so important. Like we mentioned earlier in this episode that we are far too close to ourselves and to a business sometimes to actually see the wood for the trees. So it is important to get that advice, to get that mentorship and somebody who's actually done it um, and who, you know, who you trust exactly like what you said because mm. obviously there's going to be times when and I'm just going to put this out there that it's going to be tough like it's going to be emotional and it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster and you need somebody there who you trust and who you can you know who will hold your hand through it um who has been where you've been and who can help you come out the other side and mm. without a mentor you know it doesn't mean that you won't do it at all it will just take a lot longer and it may be a lot harder along the way so I love that you added that in and um and yeah just I, I just can't thank you enough because I've I've really enjoyed getting to know you better as well because obviously you and Hetty already know each other but I've really enjoyed listening to you and all of your amazing wisdom and advice as well from the journey that you've been on so thank you so much I knew you'd do a hit Heidi <laughs> with the two of you <laughs> um but also I will just put it out there as well that I definitely um, want to have you back on and talk about your personal journey through health and well-being and fitness because I know that has completely evolved over the time that I've known you and even since we've finished training together like it's just grown and grown and grown so I, I know for a fact you'll have had uh, you'll have so much um, inspiration and uh, guidance and support to help with other people that may struggle um or be interested in that as well yeah definitely thank you both for the opportunity um I think what you're doing is fantastic um I think also just so just in case no one's ever mentioned it you two have got probably the most beautiful voices um that are obviously like ideal for something like this anyway I mean you're beautiful people but I just think you've got such lovely voices and such ways of I mean clearly it's because of what you the work that you do but um yeah you you're just great people aren't you like you can just tell there's like this solid people in this world and um I've always described I don't think I've ever said this to you Hetty but whenever I speak about Hetty I've always described her as a beautiful person because she is beautiful physically but also like it's the soul um that always comes through quite strongly with me and clearly like Vicky you seem very very similar um and the fact that you're working together is is great and you know you'd only be working together if you were similar um so I think it's only going to be sort of successful for what you're both working on so thank you for the opportunity I've enjoyed talking to you both oh thank you so much that's so nice I actually said that to you as well I was like your voice and how you articulate things Heidi I just love so <laughs> definitely got to come back on um but before we round up where can people find you because people are going to listen to this and people are going to want to buy some cakes so where can they find you Heidi oh wow um yeah so I'm only in one place and this is comes back to the whole like rubbish marketing <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just on Instagram um and it's 
Uh, it's Heidi underscore Boo underscore Bakes. Um, Heidi Boo Bakes. Um, so yeah, so people can follow me on there and if they are interested, um, they can just send me a DM on there. That's absolutely fine. Um, Vicky mentioned obviously being in Nottingham a little bit far away. Um, I do mail order brownies and blondies. Um, I do send those out by post, uh, but everything else is just either collection or local delivery. So it's just sort of around the Nottinghamshire, Derbyshire area. But yeah, if people follow me, that would be appreciated. Um, and I do sometimes show my fails on there as well, you know, just being completely transparent. It's not all just like lovely stuff. Um, and yeah, if there's anything that I've not done that people want me to um, have a look at, absolutely. Because like we said earlier, not me coming up with the ideas it's everybody else coming up with the ideas so um send me a message if you want to love that and yeah definitely even if people you know aren't yet able to um if they're further afield um even just for the inspiration definitely if you are a baker and you're intrigued definitely and all your details Heidi will put in the description box um of this podcast as well so everyone will be able to find you on there thank you